wealth, security, and opportunity are a byproduct of success. However, it often comes at the expense of deep personal satisfaction and happiness. This is the Design Your Destiny podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason, board-certified hypnotist and number one international best-selling author. I work with the highly successful influencers, business leaders, corporate leaders who desire a life by design. In this podcast, I will bring to you succinct solo episodes and interviews that dissect the challenges of success and highlights the ways to leverage your most underutilized asset, your subconscious mind. If you desire peace and happiness in your life, better health and stronger relationships so you can enjoy the success that you have created, keep listening because this podcast is for you. get concerned about growing your business to seven figures? Have you heard those stories of burnout and overwhelm? And you think about when you first started your business and everything that it took of you to build your business and part of you really doesn't want to go back to that place again. I hear you and I understand you. And I want you to really tune in to this episode of Design Your Destiny because we're going to dive into it just a little bit. If you're new to the podcast, my name's Penny. I'm a board-certified hypnotist. I spent 25 years in healthcare before leaving that profession to open a full-time hypnosis practice, which went global. And for the last four years, I specialize in working with high achievers, professionals, influencers, entrepreneurs, and CEOs to get out of their head so that they can more enjoy life. And this has evolved into me really working with people who have ended up building businesses that have caused them to burn out, or there's something inside of them that's still not quite as happy and satisfied as they know they could be. So those are just a couple of things that I work with people around. And to give you a little bit of my experience with this is that for a couple of years, I sat on not growing my business. Okay. So a lot of what I'm going to share with you is coming from experience. I sat on not growing my business because I was helping people work through these subconscious issues around money, subconscious issues that caused them to end up making decisions and building their business in a way that caused them to feel trapped, or they were holding themselves back. And both of these were leading to my clients not thriving at the level that they could. They weren't building to their full potential. It was a mirror for me. It was an opportunity for me to see, okay, if I want to grow to seven figures and I want to thrive and I don't want to burn out and I don't want to deal with imposter syndrome, here are the things that I need to do to set that in motion. And now we are getting the wheels turning on the bus in terms of growth. Now, truth be told, some of the things that I picked up from my clients actually slowed me down. They actually slowed me down because I had my own stories and limiting beliefs around what I needed to put in place in some aspects. And I'll 
tell you, some of it came back to money stories around the way that I invest in my business, which is a huge piece. It's one of the huge challenges of growing from that low multi six figures to seven figures. If you have to think about how you invest in your business differently, that's what I've had to learn to do. Look differently at how I invest in my business and uh, be comfortable with a few things that I really hadn't considered before. So I'm going to share those things with you. Three of the most common things that will keep people from making that leap into growth that causes the hesitation. Even when we've done a ton of mindset work, we can never stop our thoughts, okay? We cannot stop our thoughts. We can learn to master our thoughts and master our attention. And by doing the inner work, we can neutralize the impact of those thoughts. But when those little bits of self-doubt come back and creep in, usually there's three areas that it focuses on. And it's not all-inclusive. And I know that you're smart enough to understand that what I'm sharing with you is not black and white. Because when it comes to the subconscious mind and our beliefs and our desires and the way the brain automatically interprets and perceives things, there is no black and white. It's just a whole lot of gray. Okay. It's all a whole bunch of gray. All right. Fear of failure. Fear of failure because you've grown to a point and now there are adjustments that have to be made to grow the business, whether it's hiring team, investing money. I think in the last two years, there have been so many companies or businesses that were started post-COVID, during COVID, and immediately post-COVID that people really thought they could get online and they could make money quickly. And some of these people not only had zero experience in business, like I did when I started in 2013, I thought I knew a little bit about business. I actually knew nothing. <laughs> I've learned a whole lot in the last four years. But they didn't have systems in place. They didn't know how to deliver. They haven't dealt with the things inside of themselves. So a lot of people got burned over the last two to three years. So that can leave us weary when we get concerned about, okay, if I make these investments, what if it doesn't work out? What if the investment doesn't work out? What if I change my offer and my offer falls flat? Because as we grow, either we already have some things in place that we're just going to begin to scale or we're adding some new offers so we have this streamlined piece in place. Now, I do not teach or train business strategy, but I know what it takes from my own experience to be ready to move through each of these levels. So we can get fear of failure around a lot of these a lot of these things. And with money too, right? We get fear of failure around money. We get fear of failure around what people are going to say if this next iteration doesn't hit right away? What if it takes time to gain traction? We love to judge ourselves. Now, one of the other things that we can have is the obvious imposter syndrome. And I have seen this come up with people 
who make multi eight figures. Who am I? They compare based on age. They compare based on what gender they are. They compare based on whether or not they have kids in the house. They compare based on their religious upbringing. Who am I to have this much money? Who am I to want more? They get told, why can't you just be satisfied with what you have? Family. I don't tell my family the details of my business. And I think it's important to do that because when people aren't in entrepreneurship, you know, as well as I do, they just don't understand. And these can be some of the sources of that imposter syndrome that will stop us cold in our tracks. We will be going good in momentum and someone will say something, we will see something, we will hear something. And just suddenly we find ourselves stopped in our tracks and it may be a few minutes. It may be for a few minutes. It could be for a few days, but if it goes beyond that, Houston, we have a problem, right? We don't, we can't stop life. We can't put everything around us on pause and operate in a vacuum to build our business. So it's okay for us to have moments where these things happen, but we don't want it to keep us from taking action. We don't want it to knock us out of momentum because momentum and speed are our friend. Now, when I say speed, I'm not talking, rushing, overwhelming, overcommitting, push, push. We can get into that a little bit later. It's going back to the imposter syndrome. Who am I? What if your family judges you because of your success? What if other people that have come alongside business with you, they have become business besties? And now you're really doing what it takes to move your business along and they're content to stay where they are. What are they going to think of me if I become a millionaire? What are they going to think of me if I design my business so I can pull myself out of it and have team that delivers and access to me is very limited, right? Fear of success is very real. And I did a previous podcast episode. Sometimes the fear of success is greater than the fear of failure that we deal with. It's why it's important to have a network and a community of people who are working to achieve the same goal that you're plugged into. People who you can collaborate with. People who you can have these conversations with and not be judged. Now, I'm a spiritual person. And one of the other reasons I don't talk about my business is because of the energy and the frequency. Because when you share what you're doing, your prices, when you have something in the works, if there are a lot of people judging you, their energy literally can begin to bring that down. And it's because we can see their reactions. We can witness their reactions. We have this awareness of what they're thinking on the inside, and we don't recognize how it impacts our ability to attract that into our life. So I put blinders on, but you have to have somebody to talk about your business with. So I only talk about my business with trusted people, with trusted people who understand and the collaborations are important, and the network is important besides the support that you get. And 
this is why I created Thrive the Mastermind. Masterminds are formed for a variety of reasons, business strategy, scaling strategy. Thrive is around the you strategy because most of the people that I've worked with one-on-one, they already have in place what they need to scale. They've already got proven offers. It's just getting out of the mental bullshit to take those steps. Maybe they're, they're not been being authentic enough. Maybe there's guilt or shame around money. Maybe there's not trusting themselves to invest. Maybe there's a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. There can be lots of different reasons. I've even worked with people that when it came to their books, they would put their head in their sand. They couldn't go forward because even though they were making more than enough money, they couldn't meet with their accountant and look at their books and decide where to allocate the money to grow their business. And some of them worked with coaches who had a very limited point of view on how a business could be scaled. There are a lot of ways to scale a business. And that's what I've learned stepping back. And I have learned to take the temperature of someone I'm following. And before I decide to work with someone to see if what they're teaching is in alignment with what feels good to me. And that's so important to trust your intuition. So that was how I ended up creating Thrive the Mastermind. I'm like, I'm seeing patterns here and these patterns can be addressed in a group. And a mastermind gives someone the ability to one, have that 12 month space. Because when I'm working one-on-one with somebody, we're working for eight weeks, all the things that can crop up in a business that can trigger issues, they don't come up in eight weeks. It, it takes time sometimes for things to crop up that might reveal something on a deeper level. And so I would have people reach back out to me, hey, can I book a couple of more sessions? This came up, do you do a la carte? Because typically I do not operate by the session. So it helped me to realize that there was much greater value to provide to serve entrepreneurs who were conscious who want to make sure that they're handling the mental, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual, holding those boundaries, because every single person has had one thing in common. They want time, freedom. They want to build wealth, but the real wealth is in the time, freedom, and the money just allows them to continue to operate the business so that they can enjoy and fully experience life with that freedom and the impact that they're creating. When we take the time to actually focus inward on us and to release the belief systems, the past poor interpretations that have created illogical emotional connections that lead to us making decisions that are out of alignment with our actual goals, What happens is we have a greater level of clarity and focus, and we can keep our eye on the goal. We can keep our eye on the end game and where we are headed, and we can learn to not be attached. In other words, not 
put our happiness on that goal. I talk about attachment a lot and not being attached. And it's not that we're not setting a goal. It's not that we're not looking at things and making an adjustment and deciding if we need to do something different, if we need to be different, if we need to take some other action. It's that we're not pinning our happiness, our success or failure, our value or our worth on how things turn out. Because the only thing that we can control is us. And everything else in our business is an extension of us. It is a reflection of us. So when we have this clarity and this focus, then if we have team, our team has more clarity and focus. We are communicating more clearly. We have a sense of freedom and peace so that when we're with our family, our partners, or when we're out doing what we enjoy, we're not feeling guilty for not doing what needs to be done in the business. We have that peace. We have that peace and enjoyment, and we know that we're worthy and deserving of having that spare time, and not even spare time. This becomes reality for us. It's not spare time. Did you ever work a J-O-B and you were thinking about having spare time? This isn't your spare time. It is your time. It is your time to enjoy. It is your time to thrive. It is that time that whether you believe in spirituality or not, your spirit is being renewed so you can be more creative and you can serve at an even higher level. So you have that clarity. You have that time freedom. You have that inner peace. You have that deep inner connection and you trust yourself right? Being within this community where we work through things where you can develop on that self-trust to lead your team, your trust to make decisions, your trust to adapt if something shifts and you recognize that, okay, maybe that decision wasn't the best decision. Let's change gears because sometimes we make a decision that's not the best decision and we just stay married to that decision, right? Because changing our mind may mean something about the first choice that we made. And that's just absolute bull. Okay. People who run very successful multi-million and billion dollar businesses, they have to adapt and change all the time. And they don't make it mean anything about them at all. And that's what you want to bring into your life. That's what you want to have. You want to be able to have a team, whether it's one person, because you're running a very simple streamlined offer, or maybe you have a few people, maybe you don't want to write copy and content anymore. Maybe you want a social media manager, maybe you want a seller, right? Maybe you want a project manager, someone to manage your launches. If you're launching, you don't have to launch. I don't care how you run your business. That's not what this is about. It's not how I think you should run your business. It's like, how can you run your business that feels good and healthy and wholesome to you? How does it fit your lifestyle? But you want to be able to have this trust and this sense of peace that if you wanted to take a month off, if that's what you want, you want to be able to structure your business so you can take a month off. If you want to work six months out of the year and take six months off, how do you structure that? So that happens. 
and trust yourself to do it and lean into your intuition and feel and know that power inside of you and let go of all of the burden of beliefs that society has put on women on what our responsibilities are, right? Because that can lead to a lot of guilt and other things. And you want to be free of that, okay? You want to be free of it. You deserve it. You worked your ass off, most likely, to get to multi-six figures. Because unless you had a pile of cash to start and to hire help right out of the gate, when you started your business, you were most likely doing everything yourself. And you know what that's like. You know what it feels like. It, you don't have to go back there to scale to seven figures, right? You don't have to go back to that place of being in it and doing it all. But there are some things that you do need in place so that you don't end up there. It might require a short sprint, right? It might require a short sprint. Sprinting is a phase I'm in right now in my business, but I'm already seeing what's going to be on the other side of it. I, the light is at the other end of the tunnel and it's going to be amazing. It already is amazing. Just knowing that it's already happened. It just hasn't realized itself in front of me. It's a totally amazing feeling. I want to share with you a little bit about the power of putting you first. I have clients who have business coaches. They have sales coaches, all kinds of coaches, and that's okay, right? When business coaches, sales coaches, and copy coaches, and branding coaches, naturally a part of what they do has to be mindset. They have to understand your mindset in order to be able to help you. They need to know what's going to get in your way of helping them to deliver you the best result. That's natural. It's not the same as working with someone who specializes in the subconscious. This is my jam. And let me give you an example. Last week's podcast episode was an interview with Mary Therese. If you did not watch it, it was episode 141. If you're on the podcast app, if you're on YouTube, it's going to be buried further down the list. We will link it in the show notes. Mary Therese has a badass business coach. I happen to know this person that has helped her build out her marketing and set herself up to catapult her business to the next level. But Mary Therese was still dealing with confidence issues and imposter syndrome, and she didn't trust herself to hire a team member. And she realized she was the number one issue in growing her business to where she really wanted it to be. And she shares in that episode about the shifts, but I can tell you, after our second session together, she messaged me and she was already interviewing someone to come on her team. She hired not one, but two team members in very short order. And by the time we wrapped our work up together, she had her highest grossing month ever. And when we did the interview, she was on track year over year to triple her revenue. And it is because 
we took care of that confidence and imposter syndrome and she had a successful business. So she was already confident, but there was a little something there that continued to get in the way. There's just a little something there. What is this? And then we continue to grow our business and we can all of a sudden be presented with a huge opportunity, right? And it's, I don't want to say it's a test, but it's like we're reaching another level of discomfort and it's okay. You know, what now? And a mastermind allows you to tap into those resources so that you can quickly regain that clarity because sometimes it's literally the, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. That can cause a little bit of confusion. Nicole, we have an interview with her as well. Nicole reached out to me because she made a major investment in her business and then she was feeling guilty around it. She even though she knew she made the right decision, a part of her wasn't trusting that she made the right decision. Within one to two sessions, we had neutralized that. And as we continued our work together, she says in the interview that when she and I connected that day, I actually reminded her of like why she had reached out. And she's, oh my God, I totally forgot. It was about money because I, I remember the thing that we spent the most time on was overcoming this fear of abandonment that I had that's where we can get into issues where we're not being visible enough. We're fearful of success because 